Hello, everybody. We're back. I got my belt. <laughs> Chris stole my belt. Got it. Like now. Right now. He forgets that I am him. <laughs> no. You know, somebody needs to make us a beaded belt. That's what we need. Somebody bead this. Bead it. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Put uncle on it, too. Bead it with uncle. <laughs> Unks. Like that. Put some turquoise on that thing. <laughs> If you missed the last two episodes, we played The Real Truth. And, and those guys cheated. And I won fair and square. I could have won in one episode, but I didn't. I, I drew it out. So. <laughs> he tried to. Yeah. Julio Cesar Chavez's Macho Camacho fight. want to punish us. <laughs> That's an old school reference. You might remember that. <laughs> Look it up. Oh man, but it was fun. We we want to play it again. We might play it just on our own. I don't know yet. Yeah. I like I like letting everybody know I won. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see. But I mean, we're back after a little a little small hiatus. So had a lot of stuff going on. I mean, but I think I think we have some listener stories. Yep, I think. I got a listener story. Yeah. Somebody finally sent me a listener story. So you want me to go first? Well, well, <laughs> well, before we get started, I'd like to recognize, uh, you know, yesterday I attended the uh, 10K, 5K fun run, that Deonde Day um, run that Tulsa Powwow Club was hosting down at Mohawk Park, and I was really impressed with all the native talent that showed up. You know, you had some uh, famous native runners from around the state of Oklahoma show up for this event. And uh, there was one uh, Muskogee lady that was there. And unfortunately, I can't remember her name, but she was real impressive. She was uh, one of the Oklahoma Ironman champions mm, i saw pictures of that and uh anyway i thought that man that blew me away she was telling me how she had to train for that and and uh do all kinds of stuff and you know going through those uh uh i guess what, the, what you'd call them, meets or mm-hmm. whatever they call them and and i was saying man that's that's awesome you know and you had uh several other famous runners from Around the state of Oklahoma, you know, they got a lot of history. And there were some new ones that were there that were, you know, again, like this lady. You know, they were, uh, one one guy uh, ran a couple of marathons. And he was also in the Boston Marathon. And he was there. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. So, you know, I, I really want to commend Tulsa Powwow Club for hosting that. And I, I really want to. Thank all everyone that came out and you know uh, uh, said good words about that event because it, it was definitely awesome. So I appreciate that. A ho and my do. Yeah, I have to say too. Everybody else was running the five k, and Chris is out there running the ten k. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even he know it. He killed it. <laughs> he placed first in the ten k. They weren't even a ten k. <laughs> Got off track. <laughs> I came in dead last in the fun run, the one mile run. No. He's like that true native, though. He's just like, I already know my direction. Nobody needs to tell me. I was like, true native. I had bologna sandwich in each hand every time. Instead like of that. water cups. 
That, that was my energizer, that bologna sandwich, boy. That Wonder Bread. Man. <laughs> it even had Dorito chips in it. No. <laughs> High class. Spare Y'all. no expense. <laughs> the name brand Doritos, too. It actually yeah. said Doritos. No. <laughs> Not mosquitoes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, laughing though earlier. I was telling the story about Chris doing that run. I was telling him like I did the Muskogee uh, Festival run. I guess it's probably about three, four years or so ago. Man, man, this is like when I was in like tip top shape. And this is going to tell, uh, give a testament of how strong these native runners are because they sure don't look it. Some of them, some of them. And uh, anyway, I was I was in good shape back then, man. I was weighing about one sixty. I was tight. You know what I mean? I, I was out there hitting it every day. And uh, I showed up that morning. A bunch of elders were sitting around at the starting line drinking black coffee. This is in June, too. So it's already like 90 degrees out in the morning. Humidity, just insane. Out there drinking black coffee, smoking some cigarettes. And I thought, man, I'm going to smoke all these people. <laughs> this, <laughs> these aren't runners. But let me tell you. The only thing I was out there is just running, was running my mouth because I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep up with them. They, they shamed me out there. It was, yeah, it was awesome though. But anyway, native runners, no joke. Yeah. I did the Hawk Chief one time. Dang. 11 years ago. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> no I, I did the Hawk Chief run in Pawnee, if anybody hasn't done that one. Dang, that was 12 years ago, but that was when I was like, like Tyler, I was in shape too, and I was like, I'll do pretty good. And I did do good, but people are like, did way better. I, I did like a seven minute mile, but somebody did it in like five, and like five and a half, and six minutes, and six and a half, and I was like, golly, that's so crazy to run a mile that fast. But at Hawk Chief... I think it's a four minute mile he did. I think. I didn't know we were gonna talk about runs, but <laughs> but I remember like hearing about it and like a long time ago and I just kinda like, Oh, that's cool. But like to grow up and be like, dang, like if that's a min if that's four minutes, that's a minute a lap. But I mean, natives man, strong runners. Strong runners. So I, I thought you were gonna say you ran that hawk chief run twelve years ago. And your left toe is still cramped like that way, boy. It's gone. No, it's Folded over. God. Making a wish. So you had to go to IHS, they had to amputate it. No. He wears it around his neck. God. I went to Sonic after that. Here he comes. Old Russell. Big toe. He must have won. <laughs> Not nine toed wrestle. Get his number. Nine. Get his number two ready. <laughs> get his. <laughs> get his uh, number two supersonic double cheeseburger ready. Them cheese tots. <laughs> Extra cheese. Remember how he likes it. <laughs> Crispy, burnt, and uh, Route Forty Four Dr Pepper. <laughs> Easy ice. <laughs> I think he's challenging anybody out there <laughs> right now. You just put that number two at the finish line. Watch Russell go. <laughs> Hang that boat, that chili cheese fries in front of him <laughs> on a fishing line. Just wheezing. <laughs> That's cool, though. I, I Man, I, I remember seeing that run. 
and I was going to, I was wanting to go, but dang, I forgot about it. And by the time, like, I woke up, you're already taking pictures, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that run. So, what time did it start? Eight? I think it was like 7.30. Oh, gosh. Dang, they just wake yeah. up that, or they just ain't gone to bed yet? They probably didn't go to <laughs> bed. Stayed up all night, getting ready. Say, some, some of them look rough, too. <laughs> no, I, was just I don't know any native that can get up at 7.30. <laughs> Maybe they just go into bed, yeah. It's too excited. Dang. <laughs> Maybe we should put together the team since uh, for the Muskogee runs coming up, the festival's coming up. Mm. I'll sponsor you guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be handing out bloody sandwiches with <laughs> mosquitoes in them. <laughs> Don't be trusting him. You want to see the bag. <laughs> Great value. Oh, what's that? No, no, no. I got something in my sock. <laughs> so it'll only smell like Doritos. <laughs> Be be my salt on that sandwich like that. That get, secret ingredient. Yep. Give you that extra salt when you get that, that extra la- kick. last mile. You be needing it right there. Hit the nitro. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a five k? Uh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, it was a 5K one I ran. Fun run, 5K. Yeah, they did the same thing. I don't think they do a 10K. I think it's a fun run, mm-hmm. and then uh, they do a 5K. But yeah, it's coming up. They, find, they finalize those dates. But. Well, you guys heard that uh, Russell's, I mean uh, Tyler's challenging all y'all to the Muskogee Creek yep. Festival he run. Said, Beat me. He said, "Acknowledge he said, me. Acknowledge me." He said, "I dare you to run fast as me." Just <laughs> calling everybody out. He said, "Yep, you, especially that's, you, that's sitting Tyler at home." Randall, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are gonna be showing up. Looking, Where are you at? Where's he at? <laughs> I'm gonna find that date though. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can have time to get in they'll shape. Be, they'll be tagging him on Facebook. Where are you at? Let me see. Yeah, <laughs> June 16th, I think. I don't know if that's when the the day. Oh no, I take that back. Saturday, the 5K is on the 24th of June. So we're going to wait till it gets real hot and steamy. Mm. And then 7.30 down there at the, I guess it's probably the Dome is where they had it last year or the couple last couple of years. And uh, so Saturday, 7.30, June 24th. Maybe I have time to get into some shape. Oh. Did, did y'all hear that, people? June, June 24th, he's challenging y'all. You hear that? Come down. He said we'll it going to take long to get in shape. That's what he said. <laughs> yep. He said he's in shape right now. That's right. <laughs> I'm only going to be drinking two Mountain Dews a day instead of three. <laughs> I guess I'll cut it down to two. Yeah. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's drinking steroids right now. <laughs> I, need, I, I need some steroids. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, you should do it though Chris will watch Yeah, Chris yeah. needs a break I'll, I'll, I'll cheer for you guys yeah. On the side of the road That's some information about that Those Bigfoot and Wendigo figures From Marvel Oh yeah 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 This guy I don't want to say this guy But I can't find his message on here He sent me a message Oh, dope. Okay, so his name is Julian, and he does Native Nerd Comics, mm-hmm. and he's a collector. He does wholesales and everything. 
But he said, hey, y'all, last night while at work, I was catching up on some of the episodes and came across the Witches episode, and you mentioned Sasquatch and Wendigo being in Marvel. Sasquatch is a superhero who made his first appearance, Uncanny X-Men 120. He is like the Hulk, a human that becomes the creature. His alter ego human form is Dr. Walter Lankowski, whom tried to replicate Dr. Bruce's Dr. Bruce Banner's experimentation with gamma radiation. Unlike Banner becoming the Hulk out of rage, Lankowski can become Sasquatch at will. His abilities are superhuman strength, accelerated hearing, healing, not hearing, uh, speed, senses, sharp fangs, and claws. The Wingdigo, of course, is a villain. He had his first appearance in the Credible Hulk 162. The Wendigo is not one person, but people who are cursed by the spirit of the Wendigo. Only one person can be the Wendigo at a time. His abilities are superhuman strength, heightened senses, senses, and quick healing. Hardened fangs and claws. He frequently battles with the Hulk, Wolverine, and the superhero team Alpha, Fight, Alpha Flight, which Sasquatch is a team to be affiliated with. And he just said he has a comic that has them on the cover, but he said I would have to dig for it. But here's a screenshot of the replica comic book. I actually want to try to buy that. Oh, that is wicked. Let me see. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's really dope. <laughs> that is awesome. Dang, that is cool. That yeah. is cool. I want to try to. I found one on eBay. Yeah. No one go buy it, but. Yeah. I want to try to buy it. And there's one that's um, graded. I kind of want to buy that one too, but I think I could find this one just out and about. It's yeah. not really too popular yet, so yeah. no one start blowing it up. <laughs> but he said, uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up and hope to catch a, catch a future storytelling event again. Oh, so, ah, yeah, if you've uh, been to one, if you go to the next one, you know, come come hang out or something you know tell a story and uh um we'll talk about the bigfoot wendigo figures mm. but thanks for that uh information julian yeah and that that, that almost had album cover that comic cover is awesome yeah that's killer i'll post a picture on the video i had a short story that was sent to me by lynette white day mcdonald and uh she was talking about when we used to watch this on Plenty Scary Movies Friday nights. My sister and cousin hated it. The main character's voice, I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about that movie Gargoyles. <clears throat> My sister and cousin hated it. The main character's voice always creeped me out. Flash forward about 15 years, driving up Pumpback Hill late one night. Out of the corner of my eye, I catch a huge owl-like creature sweeping down toward my car. My first reaction, I screamed and slammed on the brakes. My my first thought, it was a gargoyle. Oh. <clears throat> That's wicked. Where was that at? Pump Back Hill. I don't know where that's at. Hmm. Is that in Oklahoma? Pump Back Hill. I never heard of it. I never heard of that either. I don't know. Not it's Oklahoma? Google map it. Mm-hmm. Be careful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Might take not. you to the mountain. <laughs> better not. <laughs> Might take you to Omaha's mountain. <laughs> Omaha. Shout I, out Omaha. I would assume it's over there 
around Locust Grove, though, or Kenwood area somewhere. There is some that that area, Locust Grove, back in them those hills. There's some some stuff back there that'd be worth taking a look at one of these days. I'm not sure who owns those places and anymore, but there's a place on here called Pumpback. Like the Cooks and Hills and all that area. And it's near Locust Grove. Well, there you go. Yeah. So. That would make sense. It looks like a town, but it might be a hill there. I've never been. It's by a bunch of, it's by Lake Hudson. Hmm. Near Salina and Locust Grove. If we're wrong, please let us know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just assuming. Now we're in Montana. I Google mapped it. Well, it's like like the wing, the I mean, I guess like a gar- gargoyle, like your typical like depiction of it, or when you think of it, is like a stone winged demon. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know like if it had any kind of like native connotations because we have a lot of those type entities in our culture, you know. But I didn't know about the stone aspect of it. Mm-hmm. If that's something that you know is is a native thing. But I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I guess I had a listener story. Let me go ahead and share mine. What is it? Uh, well, it doesn't have to do with gargoyles. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, That's okay. Fine. Yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. nephew sent this to me. Um, uh, he was spent long enough to put his, you know, thrashing around on his guitar to send me a story. Um, this one comes from uh, Anthony. Uh, Watashi, um, he says uh, he has a few accounts from his papa. It says uh, my story is a little bit anticlimactic, but it freaked me out. Um, I had just started going to CMN in uh, Oltmogi, which is the college there. I had gotten off from a shift at Pizza Hut and was taking the uh, and was taking Loop Fifty Six towards the Briarwood Apartments between the college and the Mission Road intersection. I saw what looked like a deer walking on two legs on the shoulder of the road. And I just remember seeing a deer head with a huge rack of antlers clearly walking on two legs. And it stood tall, probably about eight or nine feet, walking human-like. It was about 11 o'clock at night, and that freaked me out pretty good. And I've, I've seen videos of deers walking on two legs. And I don't know, like, do you know of, like, why, like, a deer would walk. I mean, I've seen, like I said, videos like on YouTube and stuff, and they are real. Like, I mean, they're like monstrous looking when they're up on two legs like that. Mm. The only thing I could think of is they're trying to do the Cupid shuffle. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to the left, to the left. <laughs> Out and about in the forest. <laughs> no, uh, my understanding when they do that, it's like a fighting stance. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of times you hear, you know, them going head to head, but when they fight other, I guess, animals, sometimes they use their hooves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll stand up on their back legs <clears throat> and they'll. Because you see a lot of uh, videos of hunters getting tore up by yeah. those deers. I mean, them yeah. deers are working them over, you know, yeah. giving them that left hook and then that right. <laughs> that two-piece. I don't know. I- <laughs> and some change. <laughs> God. 
You know that'd be embarrassing. You be a deer hunter out there and you get whooped. I mean, straight up whooped by that deer. It's getting boxed up. I know that. That deer be kicking you. Oh, yeah. So he's got that got that story. Uh, and here's another one. Um, he says, this is his papa's account. It's pretty freaky. Um, and he says, he has a serious question for all of you, especially Chris. If you haven't heard of any stories about the little plot of land between the creek complex and the casino, um, that the little creek that has a little creek and a pond, you know, the area that he's talking about down there in Altmogi? Yes. Um, I've talked about uh, a couple of those stories when we were down in Okmulgee at uh, those uh, ghost storytelling events. <clears throat> that whole area, you know, of course, you know, that property was 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 uh, uh, part of Creek Nation during that time. But, you know, again, you know, there was, a, oh, I guess what you would say, a, a village or a, a group of uh, Muscogee people that were, you know, kind of camped out in that area. And, you know, again, you know, due to sicknesses and all kinds of other things, they passed away, you know, and one of those families that resided there was a uh, medicine person, you know, of, of the Muscogee Creeks. And he was known to do a lot of shape shifting. He was, he was known for that. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, to make a long story short, you know, that area that you speak of that Creek, that was kind of where he, his, his, his place was mm -hmm. and kind of not too far from there. They have an, I don't know if it's still elder housing or what, you know, they used to be like one of their original Muskogee Creek elder housing additions right across the street from it. Yeah. He says his papa still <clears throat> lives there. So anyway, even that property too has a lot of stories of, of, uh, unusual things you know they would talk about the woods that were originally there and those were actually in writings uh they used to have those uh things that you could view at the complex in their cultural department and mm -hmm. talked about that area mm -hmm. over there and they would talk about weird things you know you would see half animal half human <coughs> type entities running around those woods that was over there. Now, what happened to those writings? I don't know if they're still there or not, but... Was that the Philip Deere stuff that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 He kind of got, you know, he wrote a lot of those old, old stories of that, that plot that was over there. Even where the complex is today, there's a lot of stories about that. And there's also people buried there. Mm-hmm. You know, at that complex, and you still see their uh, we call it their uh, graves, you know, their headstones, still, yeah, their those little the markers creeks. We have like a little house that oh, we put yeah, over yeah. our cemeteries, mm -hmm. you know, there's a long story about that, but anyway, they, they have those, they're still on the complex, yeah, they're still out there, <laughs> and so anyway, you know, again, that whole area is rich with eerie stories.
Yeah. Okay. Well, he's got one from that story. It says that his uh, he lived in the, he lives in the elderly complex where he lived in the I guess he says he lives um, in the elderly complex across uh, from the complex next to the Indian Community Center. Um, he had a friend who also lived there in the same complex who we'll just going to call John for privacy purposes. Uh, it says this happened at the beginning of last year, so pretty pretty current. Um, he says that John was coming back from the casino, headed home, and he took a shortcut through that little plot of land that you just spoke about. And at some point in that little journey, he started seeing some sort of like snake monster like creature in the water down there. And by the time he reached the entrance of the elderly complex, he started to head for his papa's apartment. Um, he started telling my papa what he saw in the water and that he was also starting to see LPs. And while my papa was talking to him, trying to calm him down, he pointed towards the sign at the entrance of the complex and said that there were people standing there just watching them, um, trying to make him feel better. Uh, my papa walked up to the sign to basically tell John that there was nobody there. And when my papa was walking back to this porch, John said that the people were standing right behind him. And a few days went by, and I guess poor John started seeing LPs all over his house and had put his recliner in front of the curb due to what he was seeing. My papa said it got out of hand, and some family members came and got him and took him to a medicine man. And I'm not sure what happened as far as that goes, but my papa said that that was the last time he heard John was in a psych ward. Um, and that freaked out my papa when he told me that because I had met the man before and he was a pretty cool guy. Um, but it says those woods around the Creek complex have always given me bad vibes and I'm not sure why. So yeah, there you go. That was a story that was sent to me. So that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, to me, that makes sense, you know, cause yeah. again, the, the history of that area, I mean, you got, you got a lot of crazy stuff that happened around in that area. So yeah. If there's anybody listening at the complex, I know there is. Yeah, where are those writings? Um, they used you said they used to be available to the. Then now down there, didn't he have like a library or something down there? Or yeah, something? they, they like used a, to have a, a library of all kinds of history and and books that Muskogee's wrote or yeah books on Muskogee people. Yeah, and uh, I don't. Well, again, I haven't been down there in that area in a long time, but. Were they published works or were they just like handwritten kind of thing? No, they were all published, published works. Published works. So, you yeah, know. there got to still be, in, I mean, not in print, obviously, but there's got to be copies of it somewhere. If we could just, I'd love to see them. That's what my, my point is, is like, I hate that they just kind of keep that stuff put away so people can't have access to it. Well, I think as long as you have CDIB card you know saying that you're a muskogee citizen yeah i think you're you're able to go view it now i don't know though you know i'm not i don't want to be stepping on nobody's toes and they say well chris said i can see this but you know uh <clears throat> you, you were supposed to be able to at least look at them you know a while back you know as yeah. a kid i got to see them yeah. you know and, and aren't but, there audio recordings too you said yeah there's audio uh they had wax cylinders of, of, oh, of people whoa. talking about you know muskogee stuff and you could view all that stuff when i was a little guy of course you couldn't take it home with you yeah but you, you could look at it in that little um i don't know a little library thing that they used to have i don't know if they still have it but yeah. you know again uh i'm just saying you know when i was able to look at it 
you know, I was always fascinated with stuff like that. So, you know, when I found out they had stuff there, I was always going up there. Checking it out. Yeah. I just picture it kind of like uh, the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, where they're like wheeling the Ark off, like nailing it in that little wood crate, and that guy's carting it off in that big warehouse, just just aisles and aisles of just like <laughs> stuff that's just like been packed away and never be looked at again, you know? That's why I kind of see you know, Wendy and guy down there just pushing a little hand truck <laughs> with all those books. Dang. <laughs> Russell's big toe. <laughs> all the other stuff down there. Mantle. <laughs> His championship belt. <laughs> the equipment. Yeah. It's all going to be locked away. The table. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> well, let me borrow your CDIB, Chris. Yeah. Go check it out. No. <laughs> They might even let you take it home now. No, <laughs> no. Well, those wax cylinders, they, they definitely need to be preserved because, you know, those things have. I mean, how many, like, I know, like, just doing some research on my podcast for the Skoden one, you know, like, out in California, they have, like, well, I ha- they had at one point, you know, several hours of these tribes, you know, speaking in their languages, which are now no longer... I mean, I don't want to use the term dead language, but they are because there's no more tribal members that speak that language anymore. Just hours of, you know, because they were record on a wax cylinder over time, they just crack and break and even trying to transcribe them or trying to, you know, digitize them when they're putting them, they're just breaking as they're recording them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I just, I hate the fact that those things, I mean, I'm sure they are. I mean, I don't want to, th- you know, again, I don't want to say no one's taking care of the stuff down there, but you know, there's a there's a shelf life for stuff like that, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I hope that that stuff's you know preserved. I, I do too. I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, now that I'm older, you know, now that you brought it up, you know, uh, I will blame somebody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Uh, you know who I'm talking about down there? No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, no, you That's know Chris Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what I was going to say is, I do hope too that they're doing stuff to, to archive, you know, stuff like that. You know, um, a lot of tribes they don't. You know, just like you were saying, even CDs. People don't understand. Even CDs only have a certain amount of life. Yeah, old cassettes. You know, all these things that you know you used to be able to listen to. You know, they're gone, and you know. I know, like, for some tribes, they're able to, what they call, digitize some of that stuff. And I am I really, really hope, you know, uh, whoever's down there, they did that or they're looking at doing some of that stuff. Because, like I said, this was, like, way, way back, you know, when I was in middle school and high school, you know, they took us down there to, you know, do a, do a trip, you know, mm-hmm. to look at, you know, Muscogee stuff and you know, the thing I remember that, you know, that I think about today that I'm older, you know, they had some old recordings of, of music, uh, not only church hymns, but ceremonial songs that were, you know, on these big old look like they look like records, but they were different like records. You know, they were thicker and bigger. Like seventy eights, probably. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they would call them, but you know, when you would listen to that, those songs, they were a lot different than what we got today. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it goes back to that, knowing that history, you know, each one of these tribal towns, they had their own dialect, their own language, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they spoke differently. And, you know, when, when you had those big old record looking things, that was very evident. Mm-hmm. And I could, cause I remember listening to it and I was asking, you know, uh, my father, you know, I said, you know, they were singing it like this. And he goes, yeah, that's that's old certain certain tribal town. Mm-hmm. You know, yours is this one. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why you 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 know these ones. The only one I know that was, you know, I guess how you say that was definitely you would know the difference and not to dog anybody or, or make this sound in a negative way but alabama you know corsati down there in wetumpka you know they still sang those songs their original and that's why theirs is different than when you go down to these other grounds you know their songs you think wow maybe they're singing them wrong or they're answering you wrong no that's that's that alabama Mm-hmm. That's not this uh, today Muskogee that we're all learning, you know, that jumble of uh, tribal town languages. Not to say anything negative about our Muskogee Creek language program, but no, <laughs> uh, no, they're doing a good job, you know, and and I think, you know, again, you know, I, I like you were saying, I, I really hope. Somebody at least goes back there and, you know, digitize this stuff to mm-hmm. have a longer life. I don't know, though. You know, yeah. I, I haven't been down there for over 30 years. So yeah. uh, it's been a long time. So a lot of things could no longer be no more. Yeah. I know uh, that even like the council house, you know, how they've mm-hmm. redone it. And I mean, it's beautiful. It's a good thing what they've done to revitalize that and, and put the stories that they they put in there. But, you know, if you were blessed to go see the council house in the seventies, even I'll say even in the eighties, you know, it was a lot different. You had a lot more Muskogee, Muskogee stuff. I'm mm-hmm. talking about old school. Mm-hmm. You know, from the old land to here. And now you got more of a, how you say, sense removal type stuff in there. Which, you know, is is good too. You know, they they need to know that too. But for me, you know, it'd be cool to see Mm -hmm. things that, you know, they brought all the way back from Mm -hmm. Alabama, Georgia, and Florida way, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I do know they're trying to... You know, they have this one room in the council house that has all the tribal towns, you know, mm-hmm. the original tribal towns and the homelands. And, you know, to me, that's that's awesome, too, you know. But, you know, I'd like to see, you know, a little bit more education, you know, on that. So people quit thinking that we were one tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't a tribe. We were a confederacy of tribes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed, too, like um, just in the past uh, like you said, probably 10, 10 years or so, I feel like they've taken a lot of the ceremonial stuff out, which 
I kind of agree with, I guess, because I don't know if you should put that kind of stuff on display. Um, but they had like a lot of the medicine sticks and you know some stuff like that that is no longer on display anymore. Um, like I said, it's one of those things where it's just like it needs to be told, but then you don't really want to just put all of it out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because especially in this day and age, you know, you just never know. I don't know. People just get the wrong idea or they try to take something and then spin it and make it there. Like, you know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. a lot of that goes on, I, I feel. But um, I agree with you. Like, they, don't, they didn't even, like the last time I was there, I don't think they even had the Will Sampson paintings out there anymore. And that, But that's been, you know, five or six years ago, I think. Um, so I'd like to see some of that stuff put back in there. And anyway, so, but. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I have a story. And again, this isn't a gargoyle store. I I get so many stories um, sent to me, you know, my my uh, messenger and, and on my uh, Facebook and TikTok. It gets full. That's how many stories I get, you know. <laughs> and I have some real cool gargoyle ones. I hope I, I can find them. But here's a cool story that I thought was pretty awesome. And it, it goes back to, you know. If you know this area, this is from Vicky Tom Thomas from uh, Ponca Country, and she writes. She's talking about a Greg Lieb. He was a, at Ponca Forty Nine on the East Road County line. So any of you Ponkas know that area, y'all be sure to message in. So some of you guys might have been created there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, any story that starts out with a 49 at Ponca, you know. I, I know. It's already <laughs> right juicy. Oh, some of y'all were created then. No, I'm just kidding. He was sober and had some guys with him, and a cougar was there. So this is a while back. Oh. He said it was like 3 a.m., and the woman singers were tipsy and not singing too good. God. Oh. <laughs> I done warned you guys, so. <laughs> and he said know. cougar. Oh. <laughs> that woman's tipsy cougar. Guess <laughs> good. A, that sounds like a song, don't you? <laughs> Sing that song, don't you? <laughs> a lady showed up, and her voice was, like, really good. And she was singing with them, and the drummers noticed right away her voice. She was standing by his friend, and when they called for a break, his friend couldn't hardly move but they walked to the cars and cougar started following this woman i I think that's the guy's name uh, so it's not that kind of cougar (laughs) no following this woman and started trying to talk to her and asked her a question about her family and her name as they were all standing there on the road He noticed Cougar and that woman, and Cougar tried to grab her arm. She jumped across the road into a small, tall Johnson grass, like six foot. Mm. He was like, did y'all just see that? And his friend said, yeah. So he told Cougar he was leaving, and Cougar was like, oh, my God, that was deer woman. Mm. Whoa. Ooh. D.W., Chris. 
<laughs> no, it's nighttime. No, I'm just kidding. When this won't be when he releases this. <laughs> no, dang man, that's what I'm saying, man. Like people always have like a crazy, amazing stories, and it's cool to hear everybody's just their experiences with a lot of stuff because a lot of stuff happens here, mm-hmm. and I mean we hear it growing up, and we hear it as adults. And it's just like, whoa, I don't know. It makes me want to go find it. But then again, it's like, no, I better not. <laughs> Be I careful what chill. you wish I better just chill. My big toe's gone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I'm not run. I can't run. <laughs> My cheese tots are getting cold. My, yeah. <laughs> I need to be near a Sonic for me to go find them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bud, you want me to read this one here? Uh, is it a gargoyle? It's not is a it gargoyle. Well, it's the one that you sent me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this one comes, um, I guess, is it okay to... I guess I'll just read it out. Uh, kind of a long one. They never said credit. Well, if it's if you're listening to this and you wanted credit, let me know or let any of us know, and then we'll we'll give you credit on the next episode. Yeah, and uh, but as of right now, when people don't really say much, we just kind of keep it anonymous for privacy reasons. Yeah, this one was in response to um, asking about places that we could go and investigate. Um, but it says we used to work at um, IHCRC. Uh, it says I'm not around Osage as much, but I've heard people mention that a home or two are haunted in Fairfax. A woman lives near the cemetery and felt it was someone from the cemetery. No one seemed too afraid about it. I asked another Osage about something, but she said her father would not talk about such tales. And then I attended a book discussion by Billy Ponka, and she said that when she talked about the reign of terror, she expected odd things. She didn't go much into detail. I was at the cultural center one day, and a woman stopped by and seemed a little embarrassed. She didn't give her name, and I don't think that she was native. Her home was at Fairfax, and it was owned by a killer named William K. Hale. But there are probably several such homes. I don't know what she wanted, or maybe she was looking for a similar story. Um, her small son told me, uh, told her a little was in their home, and they talked. So I'm guessing that they're assuming about an LP was in their home, and they talked. Little boy said that his father was William Hale. Hale only had a daughter. The woman had looked into that and knew there was no son. I think the woman said the little boy would laugh from what I've heard here and there. Um, Some homes seem to be haunted in Osage County. I know I'm not helping your post much, but I worked a short time in the superintendent's house on the Osage campus. I don't believe much in ghosts or haunted houses. Um, and there are a few odd things about houses, and then it just says shrug. So there's that story. Like they're shrugging? Yeah, I guess oh, they're okay. shrugging. Okay. Yeah. Is, but, that, is that a spook Spook name, the shrugger? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shruggy? Shruggy. <laughs> the shrugster is in the house. <laughs> but I'm interested in hearing more about this William K. Hale fellow from Fairfax. Anybody know about him? Send uh, Send your stories. Um, if he had a house there that was haunted or something, have you ever heard of William K. Hale? I think he's the the murderer, isn't he? 
from. Well, it says he's a killer. It's all it says on this story, but it was a house owned by him. I, th- I think him. you'll get some of that information out of that Killers of the Flower Moon movie. Or oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, William Hale. Okay. So, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I started that book, and I just didn't finish it. I need to go back and finish it before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to finish it, too. Yeah. I got it on audio. Yeah. Audible. So. Yeah. I got one, one another story that I'd like to read. I promised somebody, and it's been a while, so... And she keeps calling me out everywhere I go. She's out in the crowd, tearing me up. So tell a spooky story. Um, <laughs> anyway, this one's for you, Angela Jackson from Bixby Schools. You know, hey, um, uh, I sure appreciate you sending these stories, and I apologize it's been so long, but you know I'm gonna go ahead and do it now. So here's a uh, Mrs. Jackson story. So this story has a few parts that lead up to my experience. To begin with, about 10 years ago, my sister was looking for a place to rent. We found one in Sepulpa that the previous renter had left. When I saw left, when I saw left, I mean, when we walked in to see it, there was still furniture, pictures, clothing, dishes, Food in the icebox. Things in this bathroom, etc. Clothes were pulled out of the drawers and closets, but it was if they were in a hurry. The landlord didn't realize it was in this condition. He just knew he stopped receiving rent and was going to list it again. After seeing this condition of the house, He offered to lower the rent and not take a deposit if she would clear it out. My sister began just divorced, agreed, and set to work on the house. I was teasing her about the house, telling her it must have been haunted for them to run off like that. Then things started to happen. After the place was emptied out, She was over there scrubbing it before moving her things in. While working in the kitchen, she would hear that sound like someone walking behind her. She would turn and there wouldn't be anyone there. She left and the next day came back to clean again and when she walked out back, someone had written on her patio, This place is haunted. This freaked her out, but she went on and kept cleaning, prepping to move in. After cleaning, there would be a room that would still smell like body odor. No matter what she did, she would spray, deep clean, and burn candles to cover the odor. But it was still there. They, They got moved in and... Her son would come in and tell her that he could smell cigarette smoke strongly in his room. She would go in there and could smell it. So she would look around outside and make sure no one was around, but never found the source. They had some dogs and they would act like they would they could see something. They would enter the den and flinched like they saw something and began barking at it. 
After going outside and re-entering the house, they again would bark and avoid the corner of the room. Another time, her ex was at her house, and while sitting in the den, he looked over and could see a man standing in the corner of the room. He said he had longish hair down to his shoulders and was wearing a hat. He was the only one that had ever seen anything in the house. Everyone else just felt or heard things or the dogs would just jump and bark at something. This went on for a long time and my sister was getting scared about it. Worrying about it traumatizing her son since he was also experiencing things that she had to make up excuses about. She would tell me about what was happening and I told her I knew someone and I could I would talk to him. I gave her a name and explained what was going on. He told me that would come over and smoke the rooms. We just needed to make arrangements with my sister for a time for him to come over. One evening during spring break, my daughter and I went over to her house and we cooked dinner and stayed up late watching movies. I finally left after her house left I finally left her house about 4 a.m. We all loaded my car with leftovers and things to take home, so I opened my back door and set things in the back seat. My daughter gets in the front and we we look back and and out we left. As I look in my rearview mirror, I see a man sitting in my back seat. This startled me, but I didn't say anything so that she would not get scared. I knew he wasn't a real person since I had loaded the back seat and knew there was, wasn't anyone in the car. What I do remember saying was, hello, so do you need a ride? My daughter looked at me like, am I crazy? And then I say, where to? She said, well, home of course. I live south of Sapalpa, out in the country. And my sister lives in Sapalpa. As I pull out of her housing addition on South Hickory in the street lights, I can still see the man sitting in my back seat. He was an older man with long hair and was wearing an, an old cowboy hat. I knew or felt he was native because he had a cigalega on his hat. At each streetlight, I would look back and he would be there. Until I got to my road, I no longer saw him in the back seat. I knew he left the car around the Lone Star School area. And there happens to be an old creek cemetery there. I just remember getting to my house and knowing he was no longer in the car. And I said, well, I hope you got where you needed these sightings and sounds and sensations were happening daily at my sister's house. After this happened with, with the guy in my car, 
I had wondered if that would take care of that of what was bothering her. I had to bite my tongue, but I waited a few weeks before I asked my sister about things happening in her house. She said no, she hadn't seen or heard anything in a while, and the smell even left the rooms. So I told her about my experience after that night at her house. We joked that I took the spirit out of her house. I called that old man and told him that I didn't think we needed to do anything and what had happened. He said the spirit knew he would get where he needed and that, yes, her home was clear now. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty eerie story yeah. for me. Yeah. Do you think that's just like one of those waning spirits that was just kind of roaming around, just kind of looking for a ride back to the cemetery? Or like, what do you think that would be? That sounds... Well, I've heard uh, a lot of stories, and I've I've even had my own experience. I really believe, you know, sometimes these spirits go back to where they, you know, familiar, what was home to them. And I feel like that that might have been its home, you know, a long time ago. And, and uh, again, I guess it was satisfied, you know, with the way things are, because... They did have someone go over there and doctor that place. And it probably just left and went back, you know. She said they went by that cemetery, so it probably took it took it back to where it came from. Yeah. That's that's kinda cool, but also very scary too, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, awesome. And see that's that's what I find very interesting, you know, getting a chance to visit with these spirits, you know, finding out, asking them the, those kind of questions. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what is the purpose? You know, what, what are you wanting? You know, because evidently, you know, they're wanting something, you know, or they wouldn't be around. The thing I thought was cool about this story was when she talked about that room and that odor wouldn't leave no matter what and after it was all said and done it was gone so yeah i definitely think that was a native spirit because all they wanted was a ride yep Yep. (laughs) that's all he wanted he didn't have no gas money (laughs) she want to ride he just want to ride That was a cool story, man. That was really cool. But dang, that's a crazy story, Chris. I mean, like, we've been getting, like, a bunch of stories about... Tyler had some LP stories, and this one's an LP story. Mm-hmm. Um, He didn't say to give him credit or anything, but when you're listening, message me again, and um, on the next episode or whenever you get back to me, I can give you credit if you want it, but I'll just keep it anonymous. Um... But he said he's Cherokee living out in North Carolina. And it, the story is when I was in high school, me and a couple friends of mine decided to skip school and go out camping. While out there, we were cooking up some food over the open fire when we heard like a high pitched little when we heard like a high pitched little voices call out from the woods. We were in the middle of nowhere with no people around the two boys i was with thought it sounded like kids but couldn't understand what they were saying well i heard a few words i knew in cherokee 
So I called out for them. I called out to them. Hello, are you well? A little voice called back saying, I am well. I hollered back in English. Would you like tobacco and food? It called back. Yes, brother. So I left a pinch of dip and some bacon nearby. Some time went on. And when we looked to, and when we looked to where I left the offering, the bacon and tobacco were gone, but a tall plant had grew right where I placed it, where there was nothing before. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's, um, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, sometimes these supernatural beings can give you gifts. And uh, I know we were joking about earlier, but, uh, you know, to me, this would be an, a, a good opportunity to take that. But now, mm-hmm. again, you guys got to understand, if you're going to do this, if, if they're blessing you with something, you have to give something back you Mm -hmm. just can't take it you know for whatever reason this entity blessed this individual with something that individual will know what this is for just like if this was you you would know why this is 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 being gifted to you Mm -hmm. maybe you might not know right then and there but Sooner or later, it'll come to you. And if it don't, those things will come to you in your dreams and tell you what it's there for, why they gifted that to you. But if if you don't leave nothing for that, you don't give a, how you say, an equal exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we as Indian folks, we like to be cheap. And what I mean by that is, you know, you want a blessing. You want God to move mountains. You want him to do these magnificent things. But what are you willing to give for that? Mm-hmm. You know, our old Indians, they used to do those things. You know, a lot of tribes, they still practice this giveaway. You know, but, you know, again, you know, that giveaway is supposed to hurt. You know, and... That's the way it was supposed to, you know, and and you go to some of these tribes and they, they always talk about, you know, how they gift to, to visitors, you know, and a lot of times it's not always so, you know, they, they'll they'll give to a, a, a well-known visitor or, you know, somebody that is prominent. But what about that one that's just pitiful that shows up? That was the one that you're supposed to, you know, not because this is your buddy, but this person showed up, took time to 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 be there. And also, you know, Muskogees are, are, are good about this. We've got thousands of stories of the creator coming down here on, on Earth, testing our humanity or what we will do for the less fortunate you know, that was something that we were all taught as Muskogees. You know, if someone's pitiful, you know, you try to help them out. You know, might be a creator, you know, testing you. You know, um, but again, going back to the original, you know, topic, you know, if you're going to take it, make sure you give something, you know, good to this uh, entity because 
this entity knows what you need need it for. You know, it knows that you you desperate for this. Mm-hmm. That's why it's gifting it to you. You know, and and when when you take it, you give something in exchange. You know, to to show Creator how much this is gonna mean to you. Mm-hmm. Might be something to heal your family member. It might be something to to uh, take care of something that's bad that was put on you. You know, or maybe it's 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 something that uh, you know that has uh, been uh, sent to you that needs to be sent away. You know, maybe this was what this was for, or maybe this was you know to give you success and maybe some of your ventures that you're going to do. You know, again, it's not always about money, but what it means to you. You know, a lot of people, they always think, you know, going to someone and giving them, you know, $1,000, you know, to to bring somebody from almost death. That's what God wants. He don't want your money. What's he going to do with your money? You know, he wants something that means something to you. You know, if, if you're wanting to give something, you re- that person you really love, you know, they mean that much to you. You know, you're going to give it something, you know, to 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 answer that, you know. So, again, you know, I, I, I'm glad you guys asked that question on that one. So I, I hope that is a little bit understandable. Do you know anything about, like, in your dreams, if you're given a piece of rope? With that, that's kind of a uh, taboo. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no uh, you know, with dreams, you know, every little thing has meaning to it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just saying a rope, you know, there's a, you know, you got to know the color, you got to know the length, what it was gifted, or whether it was just hanging there, or whether it was. It was gifted. It was probably like. <clears throat> Like that long, in my hands, and it was shiny. It was like almost golden. It was like a, like a climbing rope, but you know, like in school where you climb a rope, mm-hmm. but it was like smaller, but it was like in my hands, and it was gifted by some sort of like, I don't say, I don't know, it might be creator. It was a shining entity that I could not look at because it was so bright. Mm. Well, I'll just say this much, you know, um, you know, that rope, you know, it's a symbol, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a symbol of time, a symbol of, of, uh, a length that, you know, whether it's your life or, or maybe it's your success because you said it was a golden and that's your words, golden. Yeah. You know, value. So in time, in this this minute amount of time, something's going to pay off big for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what that means. You know, uh, again, you know, like I said, you know, Muskogee's were, were big into dream interpretations. That, that could be a whole different show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, every symbol means something. You know, especially in dreams. And so, you know, that's that's what that 
represents for whomever had that dream. Yeah. Well, this dream was like 2010, and I've always wondered what it meant. And if we ever do a show about dreams and interpretation of everything, I'd tell it, you know. But it's a long dream. It's a vivid dream. I still remember it from back then. Well, well, if you think about it, look at you now. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, from the time you had that dream to now. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, you're you getting some good things. Yeah. You're living that dream. Exactly. True. But it, it's crazy because, like, I'll, I'll tell you guys about it uh, on when we do the episode, but it's a crazy dream. Like, it's, it's not like this entity just kind of came up out of nowhere, but it was uh, during uh, just a crazy time in life, and it kind of goes along with that the episode we did about you know that negative spirit and everything and then just kind of wanting to figure out like life and stuff and why you're even here and everything and then it just kind of blended in with that but it had like all these different things going on like to get to that point but it's it's crazy like i know we're doing an episode about a certain topic that might relate to that but i'll i'll just save it for that but i mean it's a it's a long dream and i still remember it and it was like i don't know you know dreams dreams last like what fat they're fast they're like a few seconds long but when you're when you're living your dream it's like it feels like so long like so much time has taken place and then you wake up and it's like you either remember it or you don't and but this one is like so vivid enough to where i still remember it from back then and i'm always like trying to like just find little answers to it and like just talk about it but but yeah if we ever do an episode like that i I don't know i'd like to hear you guys crazy dreams too because i know everybody has crazy dreams Mm -hmm. yeah but would you dig that plant out from that offering if it was given to you or would you take a piece of it i personally would take the whole thing would you and then i would take it back and you know replant it and you know use it for whatever the purpose is you know needed to be used for it's interesting that you say though that they would come to you and tell you what to do with it kind of yeah like unless you unless you just already know i mean there's you know as muskogee people there's lots of things that we do with plants mm-hmm. you know um and so it's just interesting to say that like well what do i do this or do i do that there's a lot of ways that you could interpret that you don't want to interpret it wrong but it's interesting that you would say that they would come to you in your dreams and tell you like, ah, oh, you should do this with it, um, or you should dry it and then do this or like whatever. Yeah, you know, so that's that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and, and saying that too, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I guess we're just people we just don't like to listen, or mm-hmm. you know, they don't they don't think it's important because it's in a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, oh, it's just a dream. You know, I was, yeah. I was you know. Maybe I was watching a movie or something, and it just popped in my head. They don't, they don't relate those things, but those things will go out of their way to give you those messages and what mm-hmm. to do. But as us as people, sometimes we're not open-minded to receive all those things. So, if you were to leave it, though, would it be like an insult, or are you like what? What was the takeaway from that? Well, I mean. The, the the thing would be it definitely would be your loss you know yeah. so you know you didn't do anything with it it tried to give gift you something so even steven i yeah, guess yeah so <laughs> you 
you gonna get what you gonna get. That's a, that's the way I look at it. Don't yeah. take none if you don't want none. There you go. I'm, I'm too. Mus- leave some. <laughs> I'm too Muskogee. Let me be like that. Forget him, man. Mine. You see that being going like that. All right, I see how it is. <laughs> Try to help him out. Try to but help him out. He's like salt bay. Like, <laughs> Sprinkle some on you. <laughs> well, if you hear us tell that story, uh, yeah, let me know if you want credit for that, and please, like, let us know what happened after that. Yeah, that's a cool story. Because um, I don't know if you took it or if you what what happened after you saw that plant that had grown right where you left the offering. Yeah, or to help out the LP, but let us know what happened after that. I'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear it. Sold it. Yeah. Fifty nine ninety nine on eBay. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Took it home. Facebook Marketplace. Made people no. bid on it. <laughs> yeah. so it. Came to me in a dream like that. No. Uh. <laughs> that would not be good. Damn, that would yeah, not yeah. be good. Hey, Tyler. <laughs> Damn, you giving all Don't those, do that. You got giving all those guys the wrong idea now. <laughs> You'll be seeing it all over Facebook now. The marketplace. Yeah. All these yeah. little weeds growing in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Cher- Cherokee art market. There's going to be somebody <laughs> with a booth right there. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. I got another story. That I wanted to make sure I, I get this one because, again, you know, I apologize to you guys that, you know, Things just happen, and sometimes, you know, like I said, I get a lot of messages, so here we go. This one wants to be anonymous, though, but she wants her story told. So this was, I was 11 years old, and this old white couple that looked like pilgrims used to visit me. I would see them always together, but never heard them. They never touched me, but I feared them. Because no one else could see them. They would motion for me to go outside towards the garage in the backyard. I followed them one day and the garage fell down around me. But luckily I was okay. My sister was with me that day and we told our mom. So she had our grandpa come over and smoke the house off. He told me not to look at them or follow them and now I don't. I have never seen them since my grandpa blessed us with his pony medicine. Mm. Ooh. Pony. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say anonymous or? Yeah. Okay. Alright. But you know who they are. Tell it. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Well, since you asked, no, <laughs> Russell wanted to know. <laughs> just say it on. <laughs> just whisper <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> That's interesting, though. That just kind of the history behind all of that, you know, um, with Indian children and you know them trying to like a lot of kidnappings and a lot of um, displacement of children. You know, it's interesting that those people would come to her dressed the way they were dressed, you know, whether they were Puritans or pilgrims or just white settlers or whatever, and try to say, you know, like, 
come over here. Like, that's creepy mm-hmm. to me, you know, because what happens if you go over there, you know, like attach themselves to you? And like, I don't know. That's that's kind of messed up. You know, that's creepy. I know. You never know. Especially in Pawnee area, man. It's, it's crazy over there. I remember, I think I told this one on, I don't know. I can't remember. But there's like this ghost I seen. It looked like a um, a statue, like upper torso statue. Mm-hmm. And it was just floating. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it was on the one you came on, on mine with uh, Julian. And I told you that story. And I remember like asking my dad, I was like, you see that? Like I was all excited. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I was like, yeah, he did. Because <laughs> I kept, I looked out the window and I was like, do you see that? Look. And then, then like I thought about it, I was like, maybe I only saw that, <laughs> you know, because like kids can see a lot of stuff and like yeah. adults can't, yeah, you know, like and maybe I, I was the only one that seen it, but yeah. I remember it floated and it just floated into the old dentist office and it just kind of disappeared. But mm-hmm. it was so crazy, like it was light blue and it was just floating, and it, I could tell it was a person. You know, back then my eyes are not so bad; <laughs> I could see far <laughs> away, but but yeah, it was like a light blue color and it was shining like from the moon it was just out in that field and it was just floating and then then i thought about it i was like hey maybe you didn't see it maybe it was just me yeah Yeah. i'm gonna tell you a little secret russell that that was your dad trying to tell you don't be talking about those things god (laughs) no i don't remember let's just go on let's move on with something eat those cheese tots don't worry about it i know you saw it (laughs) i know you saw it dad in the back seat with us no. nope <laughs> so i don't know what you're talking about son i don't know no well i okay so we went to that copan copan powwow and great powwow looking forward to it next year but we were coming back and we passed bartlesville we passed that casino and uh man i swear like well we both seen this woman it looked like and she had shorts on jean shorts to me she had jean shorts on and uh, like a gray sweater and i to me it looked like she was standing there and her head was like turned back just looking at the oncoming traffic Mm. and like neck was turned backwards yeah it was like no like not like exorcist style but it's just kind of like like her body was like here and it was like oh like looking over her shoulder yeah like but it it was like more like twisty but it wasn't all the way backwards and i was like that kind of looks creepy. And I didn't really like, I don't know. I wasn't trying to, because it was like 1 o'clock, 12 a.m. And I was like, I didn't want to think too much about it. And the one thing I didn't do was look in the backseat. That's the one thing. Because like, I remember we talked about that. And I was like, I'm not She'd looking back. back. Yeah, I'm not looking in the backseat. Like, I'm just going to. She might be sitting back there waiting on you. Just yeah. waiting on you. <laughs> She's turning around. You know that, that area where they have that Copan Powell, they've got a lot of stories. So, you know, any of you Delawares out there that might be listening to this show, I, I want to encourage you guys to send some of your stories in because I know that Copan has a lot of stories, especially around that Powell ground. So please send them in. We'd love to read those ones off. I didn't realize it was... Um just kind of out there like you know towards those fields and everything i remember we went there when i was a kid but going out there we're driving and i was like is it really out here because i just haven't been there as an adult sure enough it was out there it's a big powwow a lot of great vendors and everything but yeah chris was telling me a little bit about you know some stories and 
if any of y'all have any stories please send them our way we'd love to read them talk about them just conversate about them that's a good idea we need to have some like these powwow store ghost stories that are out there because you know again copan's like one of one of the ones uh stroud stroud has a lot of them about them even uh what is it um Even that one that they used to do out at Mohawk Park. Oh they yeah, had, uh, mm. they had uh, stories about. I remember that going one. out there as a kid. And uh, so there's several of them out there. So if you guys got any of those powwow stories, the good ones, not those nasty ones, <laughs> send them in. <laughs> but oh, I was wanting that'd be cool, and then like also like tribal police stories. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I, a light horseman. White horse. You're out there. Just tribal police. I know working graveyard shift. You know, you might have some stuff, but that's that's like the stories I want to hear or read or whatever it is. So if we got any uh, tribal police officers, please, uh, if you can. I don't want to get nobody in trouble or anything, but. We'll keep you, it anonymous. Yeah. We'll keep it anonymous, too. Yeah. yeah. I see some killer YouTube videos of cops going around out in graveyards or getting these calls, man, and then. I seen this one where like like going up this gravel road and I think it's I think it's actually a tribal police I think mm-hmm. um and then they walking up to this house and all of a sudden man it's like this banshee scream Oh yeah I've seen that one man and those two cops just like duck and just head back to the car get back in the car <laughs> they just pull backwards man like didn't even turn around just hit reverse <laughs> went right back down that gravel road didn't even go in that house to check it out they were done <laughs> Heard that scream, man, and they were out of there. <laughs> That's creepy. Even security guards, too, because I know security guards are scattered out in locations at night, too. So even security guards, if you got any stories, even casino security guards, we'll keep it anonymous. Yeah. Maybe. Tyler might not, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm out in all y'all. If I'm going down, all y'all's going with me. <laughs> Uh, but I guess on this one, we just decided to dedicate to our listeners. We, we haven't done of, one of these in a while, though. We had a lot of stories that we just kind of couldn't find or we forgot about or just haven't had time to really read them off. But hopefully we got through a lot of them. We'll probably read some more on the next one. But um, if you want to let everybody know where to follow you, keep up with you, how to find you. All right, you can find me at Christopher Honka Hill on uh, TikTok or Instagram. Mudo. You can find me at Skoden underscore Cinema on uh, Instagram. I also have a Facebook page as well. I got that private group, and I got that pro, uh, public group too. I've told that story <laughs> of how I can't fix it, but it is what it is. But uh, follow me there. Um, I also do Pump Action Podcast as well. Skoden's kind of morphed into Pump Action, but we'll get back to it eventually. Just don't know when. But, yeah, you can follow me there. Skoden Pump. Skoden Pump. Yeah. yeah. God. Summer <laughs> Swole's coming up. So Sko Pump. That's right. And uh, all y'all out there, Muskogee's, uh, I'll be out there in my track shoes and my shortest shorts. Yeah. He's calling him out. My legs glistening. God. Like, shaved. <laughs> He's calling y'all all out for that run. Like Let's that. see what you got. Bring it. 
I'll be out there like a gazelle. Just be stretching. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> I think there'd be deer woman out there, but it's me. God. <laughs> that deer on two legs. <laughs> yeah, deer on two legs. Hey, who's that deer shuffle? on two legs? Oz Tyler. That's who that is. <laughs> Do the keep a shuffle. Cigarette, black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> While he's running. Cha <laughs> cha, real smooth. <laughs> so everybody. Go challenge Tyler. He's ready. He's not even training. Look at him. Just drinking soda. I got water. Propel. Sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep my energies up. <laughs> but everybody, uh, check everybody out. Go follow me, Okie Podcast, at Rustmas49. Uh, go follow us on Instagram and um, TikTok. I can't remember the name. Uh, oh. I didn't even say it, but yeah, we changed our name to Spirit Talkers. So go follow us at Spirit Talkers and everything. Uh, everything's changing. But uh, yeah, so I think that's it. We don't have any events coming up or anything group wise. But if you would like us for, if you would like us to come investigate or hold a live event or maybe even do a live podcast, let us know and we'll come through. And haunt you. <laughs> no, Actually, we have that one in Porum coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Porum. Chris said also he's available at birthday parties to do the Cupid Shuffle for you <laughs> at your birthday party. I don't have that date on me, though. I think he said June 30th or 29th. I think that's what he said. All right. Well, I believe you. <laughs> that's a Tuesday. No, it's <laughs> I think that if I go to my, I don't have it written down or anything, but June. Wait, no. Oh, it's July 29th. Yeah, July yeah, 29th. July. Don't believe me. Ah. July 29th, spooky story. Um, They're also getting us into a, a building of some sort down there to investigate. So guys, we make it down there for that. Better come on out. Last time we were there was at the powwow. And that was already almost a year ago. So shout out to Rusty Gertie. Yep. Come out there and investigate with us. Tell a story. Come chill. But um, yeah. Till uh, next time, everybody. Smudge up. Mado. Mado. Bye.